0: Welcome back to the Kernels of Truth. We are your Kentucky hunters of the weird, wild, and true crime. I am Kate Denny. Thank you, Jesus. I am on vacation far.
1: Well, I'm on vacation, too. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Beetlejuice. (laughs) Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Oh, no.
0: Sandworms.
1: (laughs) I'm Wes Brown. (laughs)
2: I'm always on holiday, <laughs> mentally, you <Mentally. Well. laughs> Kevin Farr.
0: And we have a very special do guest have, once again. we have again. to summon him the
2: same way? <laughs> Caleb? Caleb?
3: Caleb. Hi, I'm just dying over here. <laughs> back caleb <laughs> i wasn't sure if i was allowed to say anything <laughs> <laughs> before you introduced me I mean, it was, it was, she was better that we got, got to summon you <laughs> <laughs> hi i'm not a fever dream caleb wade <laughs> <laughs> of crunda presents hi yay!
1: Hi. and of course caleb we will link every all of your uh your youtube and your podcast we'll link all that in the show notes thank
2: yes you. we will
3: thank you so much but where can, where can where can you be found real effect. quick Uh, I can be found on YouTube and on Anchor. Uh, On Anchor, it's cremdemented.anchor.fm. You can also find the podcast wherever you listen to all your lovely podcasts like Spotify or Google Podcasts. Don't worry. This is an ad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I can be found on YouTube on Cremdemented Presents. I play video games. I can also be found on Twitter at crem underscore demented. Awesome. Yes.
0: And I follow you on Twitter. Uh, Thanks. And you
3: follow me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, do we? I don't.
0: Yeah, we do. Who are you again? I know, (laughs) know, right? Who the (laughs) hell are you again? I don't know.
1: I don't use Twitter because I hate people. Same
2: here. I mean, fair. It's honestly fair. I don't use Instagram either.
0: That's why whenever you guys get social media, it's for me.
1: Yeah. uh, What are we doing tonight? Having a clue? A clue?
0: (laughs) Well, we ate. Yes,
1: which was uh, good. Oh, I really. Yeah, been, oh, I'm man. running. I'm running two grills now. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. We also tried to watch part of Harry and the Hendersons.
0: Oh my lord, I haven't seen that movie Halfway. in
3: years. It was much longer than any of these guys remembered <laughs> it. Oh yeah, i oh, had yeah. never seen it. And yeah, I don't I've think, never seen it. And it, it's from my eyes. It's so problematic, and <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just really trying to reconcile literally everything in my life trying to watch this movie. But this is not a movie review podcast. This is uh
1: everything else podcast. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Pretty much. <laughs> well, actually, there's only there's only two types of podcasts on the internet: this movie review po- review of bad movies and true crime.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So we're the
1: second category.
3: I'm the third category. You're the porn podcast. No, just (laughs) it's just true crime, bad movie review, miscellaneous. There we go. Everything (laughs) else. Oh yes. But you guys, I have a story to tell you all. (gasps) Oh yes, you did. I did not come empty-handed. As uh, I asked Wes, what was it a few weeks ago? Mm -hmm. It's just like, hey, are you recording anything like him like? I, I found this story. Kenya's like, well, just give it a few weeks. Okay. And then it's just like, oh, we're getting, getting together uh, around five. Cool. And my brain's like, you haven't finished this. You haven't finished this write-up. It's one in the afternoon. You still need to wash clothes and be presentable. I'm like, oh. You got presentable for fuck. <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah, I mean, I try. So I tried to look up some like true crime stories that were in kentucky you know but i wanted a little twist on it i want something that could really pull me in and i found this story that technically takes place in tennessee but the perpetrators are all from kentucky so there's a link
0: that is definitely a link
3: so i'm going to tell you guys with my seven pages of notes
0: (laughs) hey you come prepared like i do they're
3: they're paragraphs and and bullet points oh yeah Nice, this. he's
2: professional. Kate, now, Kate, don't do professional. Now, she how much more
1: work did you put into this than you did for any college assi- uh, assignment? Don't do this to me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> how,
2: about, do, how about
3: for any of your don't, podcasts? Don't read me like this. <laughs> don't like, well, my podcast is just simply casual. Like, yeah. I don't like, I we like don't don't have so, late, so we're not casual. Oh, I need that, to leave, guys. There up. was the dead silence. <laughs> I need to uh, leave. This I go, girl a room, but um. I would like to tell you guys the story of the Lilith murders.
0: <gasps> oh, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. So the Kate,
3: me and Wes is kind of go, huh? Mm. Kate,
2: Kate perks up like a dog got a scent.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, also cited my sources. Uh, Excellent. From Wikipedia, which had a lot of sources that I did not want to type. <laughs> right. uh, findagrave.com and knoxnews.com.
0: Nice. excellent.
3: So, the Lilid Murders, also known to some as the Lilid Occult Murders, is a criminal case that occurred on a desert, uh, deserted rural road outside of Greenville, Tennessee on April 6, 1997. I've obviously practiced this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there was this group of six young perpetrators, two of which being minors, uh, that carjacked and then murdered three members of the Lililid family who are returning from a religious convention.
0: So mm-hmm. let's
3: start with the victims, the Lililid family. Yes. Uh, Vidar Lililid who was age 34, was born on May 10th, 1962 in Bergen, Norway. Uh, growing up in Norway, he moved to the United States in 1985, where he met his wife, Delfina Zelaya, through their common involvement within, guess, the Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but
0: just because you belong to a religion that is probably a
3: cult I mean
0: definitely a cult does not mean that you deserve to be murdered fair enough
2: fair enough correct especially because there's no, no mormon handies in this one I'm like mm. shaking um
1: <laughs> yeah no one's got it coming
3: that feels no. like yeah no one's got it coming this feels like a school report but I'm gonna try and make it charismatic um <laughs> uh there was Delphina Zelaya, aged uh, 28, later Delfina Lillulid, who was born on March 26, 1969, in New Jersey. She was a first-generation Honduran-American living in New York City at the time, and later on she met Vidar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tabitha Lillulid, age 6, born on October thirtieth, 1990, and Peter Lillulid, age 2. I could not find his birth date. I think I remember right. the story, actually. Yeah. So, the Lilid family was returning from a religious convention and decided to rest at an interstate highway rest stop picnic Whoa! <laughs> My typing. Oh boy. We all know about rest stops. Also, uh, don't you, Wes? I kind of typed this up around two in the morning when I started this, mm-hmm. so it may be a little bit delirious. Uh, mm-hmm. The Lulit family was returning from a religious convention, decided to rest at a interstate highway rest stop picnic stop thing mm-hmm. outside of B- Baileyton in rural Green County, Tennessee. By chance, they met a group of six troubled youths at this picnic stop with Vidar and Peter walking to the two of the group to discuss their religious views, you know? It's mm-hmm. the word of the Jehovah's Witnesses, however because they
0: do that. Because that is literally what they do. Yeah, I exactly.
3: Remember, I do remember this story. Mm-hmm. You know. uh, two more of the group of youths joined in to the conversation over for things took a rather dangerous turn. Yes. Before we get into that dangerous turn, I'd like to introduce the perpetrators. Yeah. So a group of six youths aged between 14 and 20 Uh, from Pikeville, Kentucky, were in the process of traveling to New Orleans, Louisiana. They were all known to have troubled backgrounds, and with the exception of the youngest, had all attended Betsy Lane High School in Floyd County, Kentucky. They were also armed with two guns, a 9mm and a twenty-five caliber pistol.
4: Jesus Christ. These
3: youths were Natasha Cornett, aged 18, She was born in Betsy Lane, Kentucky, as a result of an affair, and she grew up in poverty. Mm -hmm. She was considered a polite and good student until her time in junior high, where she was alienated due to some unconventional behavior. She suffered from anorexia and was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Unfortunately, the disorder was largely untreated due to her family's lack of health insurance. Uh, dropping out of school before completing her ninth grade year, she started to use illegal drugs and alcohol. These drugs included heroin, ecstasy, and cocaine. And her only history of employment was babysitting at the age of medicating. Yeah, pretty much. Just for mm-hmm. context, what what year was this? Uh, this was in uh, nineteen
0: ninety-seven. Okay.
3: Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. 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 So, at the age of 14, Cornett was arrested for forgery thanks to her theft of a box of checks, and she earned a year of probation by the juvenile court. Uh, Cornett was arrested a second time for assaulting her mother, Madonna Warren, and threatened to kill her with a knife, though her ch- uh, though those charges were dismissed. Uh, Cornett has all, had also married longtime friend Stephen Cornett on her 17th birthday, though Stephen ended the marriage after 10 months. Cornet had embraced a goth subculture at the time, practicing self-mutilation since her early teen years. She was known as the informal leader of this group of youths as young people were similarly inclined and drawn to Cornet. There was Dean Mullins, age Mm -hmm. 19. Uh, He was born Edward Dean Mullins in 1978 in Harold, Kentucky. Uh, Mullins had Mullins, whoa Mullins, <laughs> Mullins uh, Mellons had left school in 1996 during his 12th grade year, though he still worked on his GED. Prior to this, he had no criminal record and had been employed at grocery at a grocery store in Pikeville in 1993 and 1994. Mullins became involved with Natasha Cornett, with friends and family stating that his behavior had only worsened soon after, and he planned to marry Natasha. Uh, there was Joseph Risner, age 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was born on October thirteenth, 1976, in Hazard, Kentucky. Uh, he had never met his biological father and took the name of his stepfather. His family originally lived in Columbia, Kentucky, but moved to Georgia, where he could start out fourth grade. Uh, Risner was described as a good student with a good work ethic, though that changed with the emotional effect of his separate... Uh, whoa. <laughs> uh... My brain is panicking. Read the words perfectly. You're er- being recorded. And my mouth's like, no. Um, oh,
0: it's fine. We all do that.
3: Yeah. yeah. The coffee isn't helping, but the coffee is so good.
1: Yes, it is. I know the you're not, at least you're great. not leaning on, uh, and you know, like I do. I, <laughs> in my editing of these, I realize I never finish sentences.
3: Half <laughs> <laughs> the time I don't let you. Yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> I've noticed that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Caleb. Go ahead. No worries. Uh, Risner was described as a good student with a good worth ethic, though that changed with the emotional affect of the separation of his mother mother and his stepfather. Uh, his He and his mother moved back to Kentucky, where he started a history of marijuana, alcohol, and LSD usage, while also claiming to have had sexual relationships with two of his babysitters at 12 years old.
0: Oh, yikes. Yeah. That is so bad. Big ass yikes. That is child abuse, you guys. Yeah. It just is. It's, it's real bad. Yeah, take um, the kitty toy off the table. <laughs>
3: kitty, K I T T Y. Yeah. You couldn't let him have that
2: cake. <laughs> I just realized left the I left cat. I was letting it go. Yeah, yeah, we were was, all letting it go. Of okay. all people, I let it go. There's a toy mouse. I was on just the table.
0: waiting. A
2: catnip mouse.
0: For <laughs> one of the cats to jump up and be like, yes, that is mine, and I'm coming to reclaim it. I remember
3: the first times I recorded with you guys, like, the smoke was all over rubbing over the mics. And I'm just yes. like, yes. Why are you like this? <laughs>
2: Lying. <laughs>
0: because she's a cat, and that's what they do.
2: Well, wait till now when you see Yowie climb the walls. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus! Yeah. Yeah. While we're talking, yeah,
0: spider cat, spider, spider cat. cat does <laughs> also, if you're, if yeah, you're playing
1: because. the if you're playing the uh, the drinking game along home, uh, you you're probably already blind drunk. <laughs>
3: Uh, you're please,
0: have to... please. What do was one not... of our rules? I can't remember. We... Don't take alcoholic drinks for the mention of cats. Well, every
1: because time you, you, you take will a die. Shot, But, but the, at the rate that we actually talk about the cats, you should probably take a shot every
3: tangent. <laughs> not mention, but tangent. You're still going to get fucked up by the end of this podcast. Yes.
0: yes, but if you do it every time there's a mention of the word cat, you will die. So yeah. don't do that.
3: Yeah, pretty much. Uh,. Though he declined academically, uh, Risner completed 10th grade at Betsy Lane High School and met the other perpetrators, including his girlfriend, Karen Howell. Risner joined the U.S. Army in June 1995, though he received an administrative discharge after he tested positive for marijuana. earning his GED on May 29, 1996, he was accepted at Mayo Regional Technology Center, which is located in Painesville, Kentucky, in in September 1996. Uh, there is Crystal Sturgill, uh, who was age 18, who was born on uh, May thirteenth, 1979, in Harold, Kentucky. Apparently, her mother, Teen Blackburn, yes, that's her name, uh, refused to divulge Thank the God. name of Sturgill's father, and his name doesn't appear on Sturgill's birth certificate. She was in her 12th grade year at Betsy Lane High School and also attended Floyd County Technical School in Drift. Was a teacher? Uh, records indicated... Uh, that she had been a slightly above-average stu- student. Sergio blamed her academic decline on drugs and alcohol, though performed well on un- standardized tests, ev- evident on in her total score of 28 on her ACT.
0: Let me translate that for you. She didn't give a fuck, and that translates into the parent-teacher conference of, your daughter is not living up to her full potential.
3: Yeah. Also I got a 25 on my ACT. Yeah, same. I, 20 is
1: pretty damn good for for mm-hmm. those who aren't who are used to the ACT. We have the uh, I'm sorry, the SAT. We have the ACT here in Kentucky. And yeah. It's, what does it top out
0: at? Like 36. 36, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: So so when I read that she got a, a 20 I'm like, "Well, That's depressing. Um, (laughs) She had applied for uh, uh, goodness. She had applied for admission to several colleges and even worked in the Betsy Lane Elementary School daycare as part of a co-op program where she received very high marks. Turning the page now. Um, (laughs) Turn to page six. Um, (laughs) If only it was this easy. Turn the page at the
0: tone. Ding. (laughs)
3: Sturgill had no prior criminal history as either a juvenile or as an adult, but had a history of school suspension. Observers made comments on the amount of emotional m- emotional neglect in her home life, and she accused her, step-fire, oh goodness, and she accused her stepfather of I think you
0: had it right with stepfire, but, you know, okay.
3: <laughs> step trash fire. Well... Um, Fire. She accused her stepfather of historic sexual abuse in December of 1996. Uh, Sturgill moved in with her aunt in Preston, Prestonsburg, Kentucky, and began attending Prestonsburg High School. That may just be Prestonburg, and I may have messed it up, but oh well. Sorry. Um, and uh, did I mention that I wrote these around 3 o'clock in the morning? It
1: is. You're doing a great job. You're doing just fine. You're doing more research than I've ever done. <laughs>
3: Uh, oh boy (laughs) really more research than you've ever done
1: well you've you've put more effort into formatting everything is everything i do is on a uh uh three by five cards oh boy everything i've done is sitting right here on the table in front of me
3: oh boy i'm just trying to give the people what they want more information with some from someone that has vocal fry um
0: and realistically with everything that you've talked about with her It really does just scream childhood abuse. Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: Childhood poverty and childhood abuse. It screams, I have been living with trauma my entire life, and this is what I'm acting out on.
3: Oh, we haven't gotten to Karen Howell.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know. But I'm just referring to uh, Miss Sturgill.
3: Yeah, Crystal Sturgill. Crystal
0: Sturgill. Because, I mean, really uh when you said that she accused her stepfather and it i mean i'm serious that's we can just it's go a, with it's that accurate. It's, it's accurate, accurate. it's it's accurate. it's accurate indeed of uh historical sexual abuse yeah that whole profile it fits
3: yeah it, it get it gets worse from here uh <sighs> let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, she began attending Prestonsburg High School in January 1997, but soon had to move out. She lived in approximately thirteen different places from the time she made the abuse allegations in December until the shootings in April. She was good friends with Dean Mullins. That's
0: four months.
3: <laughs> yeah. Thirteen different places.
0: In four months.
3: Yeah, pretty much. It's kind of crazy.
0: That means that her family really didn't want her. Think about that for a second.
3: Think about that, listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's...
0: Yeah, just take a moment to ponder that. Mm-hmm. You know, I a, mean... A
1: complete and utter lack of stability. Yeah. Yes.
0: And we haven't even gotten to... Is Karen Howell...
3: Karen is next.
0: Is she the last no. perpetrator? No. No? Okay.
3: Uh, there's still Jason Bryant.
0: Okay, so we've got two more to go.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, do, 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 do. She was good friends with Dean Mullins, though she was critical of his relationship with not Natasha Cornett at the time. Uh, Dean Mullins wanted to marry Natasha Cornett
0: right? Who was, as we will point out again, bipolar and self medicating because and, her her family didn't have health insurance, self mutilating,
3: and, self-mutilating. and yeah. yes,
0: and self mutilating. And let's remember, not only did her parents not have health insurance, but this is ninety-seven, uh,
1: in bumfuck Kentucky, and, yeah. yeah, in
0: bumfuck Kentucky, and still quite a stigma Indeed. surrounding the mental health.
1: Absolute zero awareness. No, mm-hmm. none. All they know knows, you get sent to Hop Town.
0: Uh huh. Oh, you're you're crazy. Well, you're just gonna go to Hop Town, and mm-hmm. and, and they're they're gonna do shock treatments on you, guaranteed. Yeah. Because keep in mind, you're giving, you know. Years of birth around my age. Mm. So, yeah, I, I can give you kind of an accurate picture.
3: Yeah, I was...
0: Mm-hmm.
3: When this happened, I was like barely...
0: <laughs> I was 22. Wow.
3: I yeah. would have been 16. Let's see see, this happened in uh, 1998. I would have been... Th- no, okay, 17. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, 1997. Yeah. So so I, I would have been... Around two?
0: Yeah, I turned 22
3: in 97, so. Okay. Uh, All right, so Karen Howell, age 17, uh, was born on September 25th, 1979 in Delaware, Ohio, and her family moved to Kentucky when she was three years old. Her early childhood was characterized by severe violent fights between her parents until their divorce six years later when Howell was nine years old. Recorded as having a borderline intellect of being borderline uh, intellectually disabled with an IQ of 78. Mm. Howell claimed that she had been sexually abused between the ages of five and 10 by a cousin and her paternal uncle. Also describing herself as fearful of relationships. By the age of 13, she began practicing self-mutilation and lived with her mother until the age of 14, though they fought. Howell had a history of resistance to rules and regulation, an inability to function in school, illegal drug use, runaway behavior, and an interest in witchcraft.
0: Oh, let's see. So lack of stability in her home life, uh, classic pattern of abuse, both physical and sexual, mm-hmm. I would guess. And we're all wondering why she's an unstable teen. Gee, I couldn't possibly guess. Yeah, it's
1: It's like someone has set up a... A sociopath factory, basically. Yeah, it's
0: every single one of these kids so far has been set up to fail.
3: Yeah, indeed.
1: Yeah, it's it's textbook.
0: Yeah,
3: Uh, this interest in witchcraft began with her use of a Ouija board and automatic writing. A fun little sidebar here. I didn't know what automatic writing was, so I looked Mm -hmm, into it. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Automatic writing, also known as psychography, is a claimed psychic ability that allows a person to produce written words without consciously writing with the words purportedly arising from a subconscious, supernatural, or spiritual source. William S. Burroughs had described his book, Naked Lunch, or The Naked Lunch, as automatic writing gone horribly wrong, end quote, as he believed that his subconscious had taken over uh, by... Well, he just he found that his uh, subconscious was taken over by a hostile entity. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah, automatic,
1: automatic writing is one of those really, uh, really upsetting things because yeah. again, I don't, I don't think it's uh, a product of possession.
0: No, I think it's, it's but, a product of your subconscious, yeah, and which William is, Burroughs is crazy. Yeah, mm.
1: yeah, which is which is what's the terrifying part? Is that mm-hmm. is that you can actually some people can you know put their hand through a. Uh, you know a curtain with a pen, not look, and just write, and write something they don't, they're not aware of what uh what they are, uh, what their conscious not mind is unaware of.
3: Yeah, that's kind of terrifying. Which is either yeah. which, is, which
1: is either a mental thing or more interestingly a brain thing because uh, you can do that if you've had the uh, hemispheres of your brain uh, uh, severed. Yeah. The, the uh, they do that sometimes for people mm-hmm. with uh, epilepsy, and there are people who are epileptic that can do that. They're the, the hemispheres of their brain can act up interdependently.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Anyway, sorry.
3: No worries. Uh, So, Howell also claimed that she created, quote, love spells, end quote, to get two boys to enter in relationships with her, and that she hears voices. After her first semester of high school, she moved in with her father, though he never communicated with her. After dropping out of high school, she moved back in with her father and worked towards earning a GED. By her early teens, Howell abused various drugs, particularly LSD, and claimed to have a bad trip where she attempted to chew a friend's arm off. Well, she's taking L S D. That doesn't surprise me. She was hearing voices. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, she was probably hearing voices before that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's just put it this way, schizotypal personality.
1: Yeah, at that point, hard drugs are just kerosene
3: on a fire. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
0: Like I said, this is these are kids who have been set up to fail.
3: Indeed. Uh Howell also reported that she had attempted suicide four times in the past. And met Natasha and (laughs) Natasha Cornet and Joseph Risner at school. And how many of these kids have tried to kill themselves? Um,
0: let's see. There's Howell, there was two, I think, at least two, if not three.
3: Yeah, there's a
1: real Thanatos drive
3: here. Yeah, yeah, it's at least three, I would Mm -hmm. believe. So, at least half the group. Yeah. So, you know how I said that one of the group was 14. Yeah. That's Jason Bryant. Yep. Uh, He was born on July 18th, 1982 in Hellier, Kentucky. Oh. (laughs) That's
0: that's another episode. Yeah.
3: (laughs) He had an AQ. uh, AQ? AQ? (laughs) (laughs) He had an IQ of 85 and the emotional and social skills of an 11-year-old. Yeah, his history with alcohol and drug abuse began as early as three years old. Jesus And he Christ. was in the eighth grade at Miller High School in Pike County, Kentucky. He had met Natasha Cornett. Get this at random in Pikeville a month before the murders, and was the youngest of the group. Right. So, if he hadn't, it could be assumed that he, if he hadn't met Natasha Cornett, he she may was not
0: probably have. his babysitter.
3: Maybe.
1: How many? How many of these kids you think are the product of alcohol fetal syndrome? Or fetal alcohol syndrome. All of them. Right.
0: Every last one. Because.
1: Guaranteed. Eastern Kentucky is sad. Yes, it is. Western Kentucky is sad, but Eastern Uh, Kentucky is sad.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, you guys in Eastern Kentucky, we love you, but you got a whole host of problems. Indeed. And while we know that we have a whole host of problems here in Western Kentucky, honey. It ain't ha- it ain't a patch on what you got.
3: Mm-hmm. So uh, after introducing the victims and the perpetrators. I'd and
0: let's be real here. OK. The perpetrators are still kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And the oldest is 20.
0: Yeah. And. They've spent their entire lives being victimized themselves. So I'm not really surprised by what happened. All right. There's no reason for it to have happened because this family did not deserve what happened to them. Oh, of course not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Let's make that clear. But it's just it's like one bad thing after another leading up to another bad thing, to another bad thing, to another bad thing. Yeah,
1: it's it's like it's almost like a child soldier program. Yeah. Except it's a, it's a child. It's a
3: child murderer program. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty
0: much. I'm sorry, Caleb. Uh,
3: no worries. Uh, any comments, questions, concerns, Kevin?
1: Just listening.
0: <laughs> I,
1: my, my point being, if, if if I was a CIA spook that wanted to create child killers, now I'd do it. Yeah. I mean, th- but they just happen in the wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. But, I mean, really, you know, you could just pull these kids out of these families like this and just pull them out. Mm-hmm. And then put him through whatever training you wanted to put him through.
1: Yeah, we're we're being a little we're being a little narrative here, but the point, and turn him loose. But the point is, is that they didn't have a chance. To, no. to not be what they are.
3: No, yeah, no. And I think that's one of the bigger shames of the, the story. The point is that they're victims of this crime too. Yeah. yeah,
0: yes, they are.
3: So, since I introduced the perpetrators and the victims, mm-hmm. I'm to talk about the murders and the arrests. Yes. So after the group of six youths from Pikeville came across the Little Lid family outside of Baileyton, uh, Vidar Lilid approached Cornet and Howell to discuss Vidar's religious views. Uh, they had kind of stopped at this rest, the youths had stopped at this rest stop because uh, they weren't sure that uh, the car that they were taking wasn't gonna, was going to make it to New Orleans. Just keep that in the back of your minds.
0: Mm-hmm. And also, this is the late 90s peak you know, gothy vampire time. Yeah.
3: Everybody's
0: trying to go to New Orleans. You know, the home of Anne Rice and the vampire Lestat.
1: Yeah, this is a lot like last week.
2: About to say, yeah, it is. An interview with a vampire had come out, so.
0: Yep. Everybody's trying to get to New Orleans because, you know. Vampire. Yes. Niche got kicked up a notch. And you know. and, oh, yes. Yeah, and
1: for some reason, it was real powerful in rural areas. Yeah. It was very, like, Muhlenberg County was full of goth kids. Oh, yeah. And there's very much a, there's goth kids and then there's like like middle of nowhere goth kids. I I, yeah. I I really don't have the language to describe it off the top of my head, but these aren't these aren't the artsy poemy kids. These Red, are the, redneck goths. Yeah. Yeah, these, these
0: are not the Stevie Nicks goths, you these, guys. These are these are burn like, shit goths. These are meth head goths. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: The batshit crazy goths.
0: Yeah. Mm. So, you know, this is like goth amped up right. quite a bit. And, and once again, <laughs> sorry, I,
3: I, I want to make a Surge reference. Do it. <laughs> but I. now that I've said it, I don't think I can.
1: <laughs> but then, as a disclaimer, I would turn my back on all of you for Big Titty Groth Girlfriend.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know you would.
2: <laughs> oh, goodness. Take a drink. Burning down yeah. the hot yeah.
0: topic. You'll never get her. <laughs>
2: I, I know <laughs> he wants he wants her to get him hey a... so
1: I, I just want to be seen
2: <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be seen you want to be goth
4: Mm-mm.
2: Well, you don't want to be seen see even worse. i'm glad
3: being goth adjacent i
2: oh
1: god i would sweat my ass off in, a, in that latex just the faux the full leather pants. Uh,
3: yeah,
0: you don't want to be a scene kid. No. I,
3: I think I could I think I'd, I could describe myself as Stevie Knox Stevie Stevie Knox. Stevie,
1: Stevie <laughs> Knox. <Stevie>. Look <laughs> at Kentucky Stevie Nicks is Stevie Knox.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Johnny Knoxville and you're watching Jackass.
3: <laughs> I'm Stevie Knox and you're watching American Horror Story Cover. Uh, adja- Stevie Nicks, Goth adjacent. I think that's how I would describe myself. <laughs> I have a shawl, and when I heard like you talking about Stevie Nicks in your last episode, I'm like, "Damn it! Why didn't I bring my shawl?" <laughs> <laughs> Just to mess with Kate. The <laughs> toss. Oh my oh, god! Uh, since we're all on this tangent, I had a I have a few notes.
0: Uh... <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Let's <laughs> here
1: let's, we go. let's have some fun before we get in
3: the awful. Yeah. yeah. Let's, um. Probably wait. But oh,
0: because it is going to get awful. In it.
3: I'm here to defend those who play Vampire the Masquerade. Oh. <laughs> I played Masquerade. I'm. More-
0: Yeah, when I was talking about the people that I knew who played vampire way back in the day. Yeah, see, there's a difference between normal people who play vampire.
3: Oh, I know. I just want you to know that I'm one of the normal people. Yeah, see,
0: there's normal people that play vampire than Masquerade. Oh, definitely, yeah. And then there's people who are like, you know, hey, you know what this is a great excuse for? Bite sex, bite sex, bite sex.
2: Right. Oh, that's spiked. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> And sex. then I'm, I'm I'm over here like, you guys are weird, mm-hmm. and messy. Mm-hmm. I just want... I don't know how you're gonna get all those blood stains out of everything because you can't get blood stains out of velvet. It's just not gonna happen. It's but gonna all happen. right, that's cool. Yeah. It, it's and I'm gonna a, go over here now. That's just a
3: messy kindred.
0: <laughs> this is bad.
1: You no, know, it's when you go over to a new person's house to play a role playing game. Yeah, and, totally. And anybody who's ever had, who's ever played RPGs, you just, you just you'll you'll play with anybody that'll play it with you. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. So you'll, yeah go, totally. you'll go over to strange house. You'll go over weird houses. You'll go to a comic book store yeah, meet you, people you don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But you know, but we've we've all we've all had that we've all had that uh that experience where we just ended up playing D&D in somebody's grandma's laundry room. Sometimes yeah.
3: you create a p- group of people uh, that uh, that you barely know, one of which you work with and it just doesn't work out and you put two years into a campaign and I'm not bitter, you're bitter. Okay. And, but-
0: then, <laughs> and then you show up and yeah. you've got your little bag of dice, right? And what they've got is whips, chains, handcuffs, right? Right, I've, I've, and you're like, oh, whoa, no, I, no, 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 I'm in the wrong place. I, I, oh, I brought
2: a different role playing games in mind. I brought a vegetable plate.
1: What the hell's going on?
0: <laughs> and, and if
1: you're lucky, it's just like the GM and his girlfriend, just basically eye fucking each other the entire yeah. time.
3: I brought cauliflower to Kendra's, like, cauliflower. I, got,
1: I got onion dip, <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. So, that's, so, no, so, no. My mom said I had to be back in two hours. <laughs> all right.
2: God, we had one of those at the comic book store. Yes. And we're like,
1: really? <laughs> God. But the point being, if you play Masquerade, I played Masquerade. Everybody at this table's played Masquerade. We've all played a I lot played, of weird. I played the werewolf. You play, well, he's played, you've played. You've I've played, played from you've that played game. You've played something system. in the system. Yeah. yeah. The point being is that, um, like I said, even straight up Dungeons and Dragons, none of us has ever worn a hood to the table. No. I want to wait to the table. Okay, Kevin is searching his memory. <laughs> I probably have.
2: <laughs>
0: right.
1: Right. Yeah. I have one
2: at home that I can wear to the table. And I almost did on the yeah. one Halloween with the bonfire. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I oh, remember yeah, I remember that. You were, you were, uh,
1: you were the, the Phantom. You, yes, you had that polyester cape. Got way too close to the <laughs> bonfire. <laughs> I was very upset for you. Uh, uh, yeah, and I never oh got on fire.
0: Yeah. yeah. But you know what? All I'm going to say is there's a difference between playing an RPG and
3: being, in, sex, buy sex, buy sex. Yeah. And
0: being initiated into a straight up fucking cult. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because anytime you have to call your dad to come and get you because, oh, my God, these people are weird and I need to get out of here now. That's a fucking cult.
3: We're going to have to cut that out. Get out. Get
0: out. Get out.
3: Get out. Get out. No, not at all. OK. Oh, oh, OK. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just get out. Get out! Get out!
3: I make a reference, and, <laughs> <laughs> and we got to cut it. <laughs> uh, I've never cut anything. I'm about to this. say, I yeah, know, we don't I cut know. anything. Know.
0: Are you kidding me?
2: <laughs> He's uncircumcised. Oh.
0: Oh Jesus <laughs> fuck! Uh, I don't want to know. Please don't tell me. <sighs>
2: That's why he can't. He can't edit. <laughs>
3: Okay. Get
4: the fuck <laughs> out, Evan. Oh, my God.
3: Speaking of bloodletting, let's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 my gosh. So, murders and arrests. Um, yes. Uh, after the group of six youths from Pikeville came across the Lululid family outside of Baylaton, Vidar Lululid approached uh, both Coronet and Howell to discuss Vidar's religious views with them. At some point in the conversation, uh, after Risner and Bryant joined the conversation, Risner displayed one of the guns and said, quote, I hate to do you this way, but we're going to have to take you and oh, goodness, I hate to do you this way, but we're going to have to take you with us for your van, end quote. Risner then directed the Lilith family to their van as Vidar pleaded with the group. Uh, Risner refused the offer of Vidara's keys and wallet in exchange for the group's permission to stay at the rest stop and sat in the passenger seat while still armed while Vidar drove. Risner Bryant Howell and Cornet were in the van with the Lililid family while Mullins and Sergil followed in Risner's car Delphina Lililid uh, attempted to calm the children by singing but Bryant report- purportedly ordered her to stop. this is where it gets dark. Yeah. <clears throat> Risner directed Vidar to the interstate and then to a secluded road, Payne Hollow Lane, near Greenville. The lids were lined up against a ditch along the road and were shot. Bryant later said, quote, they're still fucking alive, end quote, and the family was shot again. The group left the family for dead as they continued their drive towards New Orleans in the lids van and abandoned Risner's car at the scene with its registration plates removed. While traveling through Georgia, the group stopped at a Waffle House but left the restaurant when a group of police officers arrived, changing their plans to travel to Mexico. They were initially initially denied admittance due to the lack of proper forms of identification, but later found a way into the country. While in Mexico, Bryant, you know, the 14-year-old, was shot in the hand and leg before the group were stopped by the Mexican police. The officers ordered the group out of the van, finding a knife and a photo album belonging to the Lililit family during their search before ordering the group to re-enter the United States. At the uh, American police then searched their group at the border and then took them to an Arizona jail. At the time of their their arrest, two days after the murders, several of the perpetrators had personal items in their possession that belonged to the, to the Lids.
0: So they got from tennessee to mexico and then back into arizona yep mm.
3: originally from pikeville hmm. yeah it's oof now into the autopsy mm. Mm. if you're squeamish i'm sorry listeners yeah
0: if you guys are are going to be bothered by this you might want to skip over
3: say about three minutes maybe. yeah solid three minutes If you don't, here we go. Um, If you're not squeamish. The bodies were investigated by Dr. Cleland Blake, who testified that Vidar Lilylid received six gunshot wounds, five to his chest and one to the right side of his head. The first shot entered his right eye and exited in front of his right ear after traveling through the temple. Dr. Blake had the opinion that this shot was fired by a nine millimeter handgun. and would have caused a loss of consciousness, though he could not be certain. The victim fell to the ground and was shot three times in the upper right side of his chest, reportedly as shots consistent with a nine millimeter. And the three chest wounds were deliberately fired to form an equilateral, equilateral triangle while the victim was lying on his back or laying on his back. Hmm. A gunshot wound consistent with a 25 caliber weapon was located just below Vidar's nipple with the final nine millimeter wound located right beneath it. Vidar Lililid suffered post-mortem super superficial abrasions to the back of his legs and most likely died within a few minutes of the initial gunshot, initial gunshot wound to his right eye. Delfina Lililid was shot eight times with all eight bullets being recovered. Two were from a 25 caliber and six were from a 9mm. The first of the shots, fired by a 9mm, shattered the bone in her left arm and the second, also from a 9mm, shattered her left thigh. Dr. Blake uh, testified that these shots wouldn't have produced her death, but would have uh, would have caused pain severe enough so that the victim wouldn't would not have been able to stand. Delphina was shot six additional times while on her back, with the first three first three striking the left side of her abdomen. These shots were fired to form a triangular pattern in Blake's opinion and were similar to the injuries inflicted on her husband. Hmm. The three shots pierced her stomach and left a four to five inch tear before they traveled through her pancreas, spleen, left kidney, and left adrenal. Hmm. A final nine millimeter millimeter entry wound was located at the midsection of the abdomen and was recovered from her spine. A 25 caliber wound was found under her left armpit where the bullet was lodged in the skin. On the back of her left shoulder, another shot caused a wound to Delphina's left side, and the bullet was recovered from the center of her liver. She also suffered abrasions on her right calf. Delphina's wounds were not immediately fatal, and it was thought that she could have been conscious for as long as twenty-five minutes, including when her body was driven over by the van. Oh, <sighs> yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Um, it does not get better because no. we had to discuss the children. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Tabitha Lililid, six years old was shot once in the head by a small caliber weapon. The bullet entered on the left side, traveled downward and exited through her le- right ear causing immediate brain death Her organs continued to function through life support until her uncle who had, named, who had been named her custodian gave permission for the donation of several internal organs These included her heart, liver gallbladder, kidneys, pancreas spleen and adrenals Tabitha was pronounced dead one day after the shooting. Huh. Now, you know I said that there were uh, three murders? Right. And there's four members of the Lilid family? Right. Well, Peter Lilid was shot twice with a small caliber weapon. One shot entered behind his right ear and exited near his right eye. The second gun shot... Uh, penetrated from the back and exited through his chest. He was transported to the pediatric ICU at the University of Tennessee Memorial Hospital in Knoxville by a Lifestar helicopter and was listed in critical condition. He required vigorous resuscitation, and a contusion to the right lung was found, along with residual bleeding in his right chest cavity. Doctors removed the damaged eye 11 days after the shootings and remained in the hospital 17 more days before tra- being transferred to a rehabilitation center in Knoxville. The kid's two years old. Yeah. Mm. And luckily he survived. Mm. Right. Now for the trial and the aftermath. During the trial, Natasha Cornett said that her first attorney coached her to say that she was, quote, the daughter of Satan. End quote. District Attorney Berkeley Bell considered the satanic angle a distraction and felt relieved when Cornett's first attorney was replaced. References were made by both witnesses and prosecutors at trials to a trial to rumor that the six had involvement with occultism and Satanism, though no evidence was presented, and this omission was cited at Cornell's unsuccessful 2002 appeal. The trial was completed in March of 1998. The six youths were convicted of felony murder murder Uh, <laughs> oh, I need to breathe. <laughs> yeah, helps every now and then. It gets hot is, in here, don't worry. Uh, this trying to read this seriously, and when my usual style is trying to interject humor, yeah, no, you're doing a good job. It's so, so difficult. It, this is uh, heavy. This is very, yeah, this, real heavy. this
0: is this is a real hard one to oh, do. Oh, goodness.
3: Uh, <laughs> The murder is that should be, that should be quick. To, no, no, yeah. no, um, it's, it's it's still, none of them ever are. It's no. still murder. <clears throat> the six youths were convicted of felony murder as participants in felony kidnapping and carjacking that resulted in three murders, which equaled three life sentences right. and attempted murder. Uh, 25 years. They were sentenced to prison for life with no chance of parole, and the judge applied the same aggravating circumstances for all of them. Still, it was not exactly decided which of them had the main blame for these killings. Court testimony by the other defendants determined that Jason Bryant, the youngest, had fired the shots. The judge suggested another undetermined member of the group might also have done so. Five of the group blamed Jason, but Jason blamed, uh I believe, uh, Mullins and prisoner
0: right
2: well they all blamed him because they figured he wouldn't get any real jail time because he was a yeah. juvenile yeah. Fair. oh yeah.
0: yeah except unfortunately when it comes to murder they don't care that you're a juvenile correct,
2: correct. And that's what his attorney probably told him. Meanwhile, at the same time, he's going, "I ain't taking the blame
3: for this." Especially when mm-hmm. it's three murders, and an one of them is a child. A t- right? Two of them were. Two a child. Th-
0: one murder is a child. Yeah. The attempted murder is of a child, two of a, a two-year-old, a
3: toddler. You know? Yeah, I remember when I uh, told my mom the like, like bare bones of the story. She immediately said, mm-hmm. "Why weren't they put to death?"
0: Well because with 14 year olds you can't put him to death
3: fair enough and I tried to explain that to him. but still when you hear that a two-year-old mm-hmm. was oh yeah terrific yeah it it's, is it's it is quite horrible awful. <clears throat> court testimony by the other defendants determined that Jason Bryant the oh well, da, 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 I always, I already said that whoops uh, da, 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 da. The, the, the judge suggested that another undetermined member of the group might have also done so so mm-hmm. it's kind of up in the air Soon after Peter Lillilid's condition stabilized at the end of April 1997, a custody battle started between his maternal grandmother, Lydia Salaya in uh, Miami, Florida, and his paternal aunt, Randy Heyer, in Sweden. Local judge Fred McDonald awarded Randy custody of Peter on July 1, 1997, citing Randy's pledge to raise Peter in the faith and the teaching of the Jehovah's Witnesses as the deciding factor. At the Ew. age of about twelve, hmm. Peter still had trouble walking because of the injuries. As of 2017, Peter had finished his IT education and was looking for work. On August 24th, 2001, Natasha Cornett allegedly attacked fellow prisoner. Pr- prisoner, pr- oh uh, Natasha Cornett allegedly attacked fellow prisoner Patricia Jones with death row min- inmate Christina uh, Krista Pike. After nearly strangling Jones to death with a shoelace after the three were placed in a holding cell during a fire alarm. Even if the Department of Corrections believed that Cornett was involved, investigators found insufficient evidence to charge her with helping Pike, who was found guilty of attempted murder. As of 2017, Karen Howell still hasn't given up her fight to leave prison due to recent Supreme Court decisions on juvenile offenders. Her attorneys, James Thomas and Nathan Sanders, want to use these decisions to render her sentence unconstitutional, which will call for a new trial or at least a new sentencing hearing. Those decisions dealt with state laws in Alabama and Louisiana that mandated, that mandated life without parole for juveniles convicted uh, of murder. However, Tennessee has no such law. Mm-hmm. Third, judicial district, goodness. Third Judicial District Criminal Court Judge Alex Pearson... <laughs>
0: I know it's a mouthful
3: denied Howell's bill uh, I'm at the end of my rope guys <laughs> no, you're doing great, you're doing great. Uh, Here, here's some more <laughs> <Remind Yeah. me. laughs> <It's> like, thanks <laughs> uh, third judicial district criminal court judge Alex Pearson denied Howell's b- bid in May 2017 in a hearing that lasted less than an hour he noted that the that uh, Eddie Beckner, the original judge's uh, week-long sentencing hearing in 1998, included everything that Supreme Court decisions require in such cases. Testimony about Howell's age, psychiatric history, and childhood sexual abuse, except, quote, a few magic words, it, end quote. The State of the state Court of Criminal uh, Appeals agreed with Pearson. Howell's attorneys state that her request never got a fair hearing and released a petition to plead another case, quote, The record of the original sentencing hearing clearly demonstrates that Howell did not receive adequate consideration of her youth or its attendant characteristics before she was sentenced. Her petition reads, Howell's, quote, positive record while in prison shows her considerable growth and rehabilitation since the time of her offense. End quote. Green County prosecutors have opposed the peti- petition as a court re- rarely reopens such cases. Jason Bryant has filed similar petitions both in federal court and in Green County but no hearings on his case have been set at this time. And that is the insane story of the Lid occult murders. Yeah. That's
0: because, I mean, you know, it's like, well, it's great that you're re- rehabilitating yourself in prison, but you killed a child and tried to kill another one. Yeah, it's, it's... And you murdered her parents in front of her.
1: Yeah. It is so horrific. It is so beyond the pale, and yet it really does fit a pattern, doesn't it? It does. It's so familiar.
0: Yes, it is. With every single one of these, you know, teen murderers that we've talked about... Just about all of them have come from a background where it's like, oh, hey, so with the exception of maybe Michael Corneille, oh, so, you know, there's been poverty, poverty, abuse, abuse. yeah, alcoholism,
1: probably, probably you feel alcohol syndrome,
0: mm-hmm. and just about all of them, with the exception of, oh, Scott Pennington, mm-hmm. mental illness. And a lack of treatment, a lack of awareness, a lack of acknowledgement that it's even an issue. You know, a lot of lack of parental involvement.
3: I and mean, even parental communication.
0: A, a total indifference.
1: Care. Yeah, to, yeah. the the child The child is only in the home because the state makes the child be in the home. Indeed. Yep.
3: It's it's insane, like looking through like this murder case and trying to research like birth dates and death dates and all that jazz. And I just, it's so, it's sobering. really, yeah,
0: it's really hard when you are looking at a death date for a six-year-old. It mm-hmm.
3: is, and mm-hmm. like knowing that these kids were just from Pikeville, Kentucky, yeah, yeah. and like throughout, and they were crazy kids. circumstances. They went through i'm not trying to like uh oh goodness what is the word i'm not trying to apologize for any of their actions right because they knew full well what they were doing
0: they did i mean it the fact that they were abused had mental health issues substance abuse issues you know that they were abused and so on and so forth does not excuse them not knowing right from wrong because they did
1: Hurt people hurt people. Exactly. Right. And these... They're products. They are products of the system that created them. Yes. Mm-hmm. They Indeed. are, again, as we said, of poverty, of of no... It's like this. What they did was so wild and so terrible. But you know what? I'll bet you, you go to Pike Valley, there's 100 kids just like them. Oh, yeah. If not thousands.
0: And, I mean...
1: In the entire state.
0: Granted usually what they do is the worst that they'll do is you know they they get in fights with you know their boyfriend or girlfriend Mm -hmm. beat on each other yeah you know i'm i'm gonna throw a beer bottle at, at you and you know somebody's gonna call the cops and you know she's gonna jump on the cops back and wail on him for trying to take her man to jail yeah you know and that's saturday night indeed and and literally that is that is the endless cycle but you know usually they don't commit murder right like this it's mm. it's not like this usually it's you know confined to
1: petty crime
0: petty crime getting involved in domestic abuse domestic abuse or substance abuse mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm usually can you know I'm, i'd rather hurt myself than hurt somebody else
3: right Indeed. on a uh on a sidebar uh hopefully a little bit lighter than w- what we just discussed um I plan to start a, tying it all back, uh, full circle, I plan to start a Vampire the Masquerade session here, uh, or a Chronicle here soon, uh, probably in 2020. And uh, a group of NPCs are known as the Lily Cuckoos because Hmm. I wanted to kind of honor like that family yeah. not really honor but like kind of make a reference to that family because this chronicle is legitimately being set in Madisonville and Kentucky and the areas yeah. that I
1: know. The loneliest vampires ever. Oh, bless.
3: <laughs> yeah, see that's the thing because you the uh going through with the sidebar cause this tangent's not gonna stop because right. I need to get away from what I just said. Mm-hmm. Um it's so crazy to think like it may be so simple to be a monster in Louisville, Hopkinsville, Frankfurt, like big mm-hmm. cities. But when you're in Madisonville, where the, the
0: sidewalks roll up at eight o'clock.
3: Yeah.
1: No, oh, <laughs> oh, it's not that hard. <laughs> Marvin Gray.
0: Oh, yeah. Marvin
1: Gray was some, you Do you know anything about Marvin Gray? No. Marvin well, Kate, Kate will explain it better than I can.
0: Um, Marvin Gray was a killer. Yeah. And, and not really a serial killer, but a killer. Just, he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm
3: sorry. It's just like, Marvin Gray was that. Killer, just it, that pause.
0: Just, I mean, I was trying to. He wasn't really a serial killer. He's more,
3: he was just a
1: marauder. Yeah, he he, he did hits for money.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, but he also just did shit that amused him. Yeah, he was six one. Um, I actually worked with two of his. Role. I worked with his. I worked with his nephew, and I worked with his second cousin. Yeah, because it, it, it's people from where I work. It's people are from that place. But uh one, mm-hmm. if you ever look Marvin up, he's not six eleven. He's six foot one. Mm-hmm. But Marvin was uh, the champion, like in the in the United States, the champion uh weightlifter in the prison system. Oh, yeah, wow. he was a huge son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And, he was uh, at hmm and he was just a straight up killer. Mm-hmm. He would stab you, literally stab you, as soon as look at you. Yep, and. uh
0: and that's why I was hesitant because it's like serial killer. No, not really serial. No, he, just, he was he just he didn't have a type it, other than you know breathing and yeah, he wanted you to yeah, stop breathing. In fact, we should
1: probably do an episode on him. Yes, but between here in Colorado where he did a lot of his work, a lot of his professional work. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, but you no, know, he's got. There's a lot of there's a lot of prostitutes, or a lot of sex workers, with. Shallow Graves by Marvin Gray. Absolutely there County. are. Yeah. But the point being, yeah, you can you can cut a pretty broad swath for the catch up with you. Uh
0: yeah. yeah.
3: And uh I kind of like I would really love to see how people who like I, I could have said it in LA, I could have said in Tennessee, but I wanted to write what I know. And exactly. I kinda want to see how people <laughs> who are portraying these Monsters in sheep's clothing. How they react, like having to go to they can't go to, let's say, big city coffee because it's closed or anything like that. I don't right. know, like their lives changing, and you got to um, go hang out the park. Yeah, <laughs> when it's closed, Great fun
0: Lake. Yeah, and uh,
3: Denny's, <laughs> <laughs> Denny's and Farrell. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so. Here's hoping that that will go well with me at the helm of storyteller. That's great. And uh, my watch hit the table. And <laughs> I, I just want I that the name kind of came to me after uh, yeah researching this. Oh
1: yeah, there's 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 plenty of American story. gothic shit that goes on in a, oh, in, a, in, a in a town these size. Yeah, indeed. That's like stuff that doesn't go noticed. You hell, know? maybe right. the crowded
3: house is Elysium where you can't use any powers there. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. We well, can't hear over the fucking band. So. Oh god! <laughs> oh goodness! So your semantic portion
2: of show Now
1: let's 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 put a half-assed uh, country cover band in a concrete room and turn their amps up all the way. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's,
3: and it's and you're awful. looking at each
0: other like, what?
3: Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Are they playing outside or "Belong Together" by Mariah Carey? Right. <laughs> I'm just here for the fried mushrooms. <laughs> For real. I've actually never eaten at the crowded House. Nah, you're not missing much. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: no. I wasn't missing much at Wings, etc. either. Ooh. <laughs> yeah.
0: I haven't heard anything good about Wings, etc. So, not going there either.
2: Not unless they suddenly pay us lots and lots of money. Right.
0: <laughs> Sticky Pig is always a solid choice.
2: Yes, it is. Mm. I, have, I haven't...
3: I <laughs> have If been... you say
2: brothers, we are throwing
3: you through a window. No, no, I, w- I haven't had any disappointments at like uh, Tumbleweed. Or rather, not Tumbleweed, um... Is a tumbleweed in the mall? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry, my brain is like uh, just exploding right now. <laughs> we're, we're,
0: we're
1: turning into a super local uh, Doughboys.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but man, I will tell that you donut, what.
3: That donut shop that's going to open at 5 a.m.? Like right mm. next to the idea. Mm. I don't told even Kevin have, we,
0: the other night I was like, I want to go to Farrell's. Yeah. I really want a Farrell's <laughs> the burger. They finally it. reopened and I was like, I want a Farrell's burger and I want it now. Didn't it burn and down again? No. No. No, that was no. the one in <laughs> Hopkins.
2: Yeah. One's burned down, they fixed they built it rebuilt it with insurance and now the other one has burned down mysteriously. Right,
3: right. I jokingly said that the new Farrell's is basically the diner aesthetic of my podcast. Hmm.
4: Oh like God, all the green and Feral's like there's Burger. like this
3: mirror with all the like the diamond shapes so you really can't see where you are yeah and like yeah. the condensation so just because it's so freaking cold in there mm-hmm. like you Picking can't in. see on the outside you're just stuck in this nebulous space being served burgers
0: you gotta love it though when it is in the middle of summer and it is one of those hottest fuck nights and, yeah. you walk in and you're walking like, 4 a.m
3: <sighs> 4 a.m yeah, Farrell's feral, is one of those uh,
0: kind
1: of greasy uh, spoon type. The the, the the real thin burger that's uh, grilled. For, the,
3: for your listeners in Australia. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, You can
0: get them with grilled onions. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Mm.
1: You never actually want to look at the people cooking your food, though.
2: And you, you never actually want to look at the surfaces they're working on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But you know what? It's a damn good burger.
2: We've never gotten food poisoning, but sometimes I wonder.
0: I don't. still remember the first time that there, we took you to Farrell's. Don't get the cheese fries. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. 13 okay. years in
2: the restaurant industry taught me to be very cringy about
1: places. Right. Don't
0: get Look. The fries.
2: Oh,
1: you were miserable to go anywhere with. Oh. Oh, yeah. oh, no, 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 no. You guys.
2: I
0: mean, you don't okay. even, okay. Know. You don't oh, hold even on, know. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. The first time that we took Kevin to Farrell's, it was me and my brother and my brother's buddy, Tucker. And we <laughs> took Kevin to Farrell's and it was what 2009 i think yeah yeah and okay so it's the middle of the night as you do in july and kevin's immediately looking at the door looking for the letter grade i'm like this is not california you will not find that here and so we walk in we sit on the stools at the counter yeah and he's looking at the grill he's looking at the, um, the butcher counter, block right in front of, right the grill. front of the grill that's got the divot where they've been you know making burgers making, there for years making patties <laughs> for years and years and years and he's looking at the Ansel unit that's covered in grease from the, fr- the fryer
2: which I know is not going to work if there's a fire <laughs> and he
0: leans over to me and he says does the health department know about this place <laughs> and Sam and Tucker are just side eyeing to see what happens Actually, I looked at him with that with that look that you guys have seen on my face, like the fuck is wrong? He said, "Where the hell do you think they eat lunch?" Yes, <laughs> shut up, <laughs> <laughs> eat your burger, and shut up.
3: Oh boy! And
0: they about fell off their their stools laughing right, at him.
3: Right. Oh goodness.
0: And then he actually ate the damn Farrell's burger. He's like, "Oh, this is good." Yep. I'm like, "Yeah." So shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's like. You know what sounds good right about now? Farrell's. a Farrell's burger. <laughs> a <Barrels> burger. Yeah. <laughs> because oh my god, There's yeah, that was yeah, oh my fucking Tucker man. He, <laughs> Can you imagine? He was drinking, and and, drinking. and every five minutes, you know what sounds good right about now?
2: A, a Farrell's, Farrell's burger. burger. But he's god damn, he'd Tucker. stand there and hold it and wait till we said
3: what?
4: <laughs> <laughs> no uh, shit. Burger.
3: Can you imagine the ad? Farrell's, four a.m. Just, just four a.m. <laughs> yeah, ferals you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting I have my watch on. I accidentally like, brushed up. No, I'm the terrible.
1: We're just going to have to get rid of the entire recording. No. Yeah. No.
2: Sorry. No, it was all that hard work. No, I guess uh, I'll just just get we're going to burn
1: the papers too.
2: Sorry.
0: <sighs> Stop it. Do you really?
2: Sacrificial. Get dark,
0: do you do you
1: ever really hear about these kind of traveling killings again anymore?
0: not quite so much because everybody yeah, has no. a cell phone. Right, but do yeah. you think but do you think also
1: cuz we're considering again we go back to Rod Farrell of no relation to Farrell's burgers. Right. No. Okay, thank God. No. Uh, but but you know you, <laughs> go, you go back you Jesus. go back to the vampire clan you go to these kids could it be that they're being winnowed out by fentanyl?
0: You know, that's probably a good possibility. Right. Or, or just, I mean, heroin has made a comeback because the opioid crisis. I mean, you know, somebody gets hurt, they get a prescription for Norco or Percocet, and you know, they get prescription after prescription, after and they're prescription. selling. And they're and the, selling either either that, or they they get really hooked on them, right? And then they can't get them anymore because the doctor just you know, mm-hmm. it's like no, you mm-hmm. don't need them anymore, and then. They are trying to buy them off the street, and they find out that heroin is actually cheaper than buying uh, Percocet, Norco, Oxycontin by the pill. Right, and then you get heroin laced with fentanyl. Right, Oof. and yeah, that's big bad. Yeah,
1: I'm, but big I'm just, bad. Big, I'm big just bad. saying that. I mean, I think I, also social.
0: Although I will say though that the stories of you know people who are ODing just because they they touch a fentanyl patch no that's not yeah, true yeah exactly but it doesn't no, ta- it, it doesn't, takes but- time but y- if you just pick one up you're not going to OD right, on it right. so but, knock but if, that shit off if, and stop passing that around or i'm going to swear to god you're i'm going to come to it. your house and i'm going to look you in the eye and go stop that
1: but if you're and then injecting it, that's
0: when, that's when it gets, if you're injecting yeah. it, you are really and they cut the really to the shit the, with it, and, and you are going to OD on right. that for sure.
3: You just need to stop that cannon. Yeah, <laughs> I do need to stop that cannon. I will crunch. I will
0: come to your house, and 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 hit you with a stop stop that cannon and turn around and walk away. And you're going to be like, what just hit me? Just stop that cannon. Stop that cannon. Mm-hmm.
2: I think also part of it is social media is to an extent placating them. They're yeah. finding an audience, and right. uh, and they're they're. I think Charlie Manson would have been a little bit more pulled back because he would refine his
0: Charlie, message more. Yeah, Charlie Manson he had a bigger audience. Charlie had Manson would have been selling essential
1: oils.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: fuck. But yeah, I, I think Charlie would have been a doTERRA guy.
2: Tea. I think that's where our, uh, the uh, the not going to say half, but the the other part of that equation goes is they're not necessarily on the, the self medicating or being medicated, but they're finding a way to vent.
1: Outlets, yeah, 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 exactly. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to get into my whole how I how I fear we're we're slowly slouching towards a second uh, second American Civil War. But but uh, but the rural rural yeah. America rural America is brittle right now. It yeah. it won't take much. We don't no. have we don't have any social services. We don't have any infrastructure. We actually don't have as many cops per per capita no. as as major cities do. It won't take much. No. We work, don't have a yeah.
0: goddamn social net, social net for anybody who needs it. I, we really don't. I mean, anybody who's talking about, you know, people living off of the government, well, there's really not much of a welfare net right now. Yeah. There just isn't because Congress has been stripping that away. The mm-hmm. government has been mm-hmm. stripping away, you know, a social net for people to fall into mm-hmm. when they need it. Meanwhile, you know, let's talk about corporate welfare and how that's right. thriving. But uh, as a big fuck you to all of us,
1: <laughs> I don't disagree. But I, I'm, I'm I keep my focus in on again rural America,
0: right? But that's, like, I, that I got, relates though because yeah. it's like you know. We're going to support corporations right. that don't need it, but we're going to strip away that social net for people who are like, you know, I'm struggling and I can't afford to pay for my kids' medicine, but, you know, oh, you're you're going to tell me that I just need to get a third job? Right. <laughs> right. Okay, that's cool. You're going to tell me that, you know, I can't afford to buy food for my kids, but it's all right. Bootstraps. Fuck you and your bootstraps, right. motherfucker.
1: Right. But I I go to in, in my position uh, as a municipal worker as as I run a sewer plant I go to the local EOC meeting once a month which is emergency organizational mm-hmm. committee and you know it's the it's the sheriff it's the it's the volunteer firefighter chief it's it's everybody in town and they're and they're and they are real disaster nerds yeah but you know what ain't no, if we have one real fucking earthquake ain't ain't one of them Paduna, uh-uh. we you know no everything's gonna go to Paducah everything's gonna go to to Hopkinsville if at if those places yeah if we have we, cuz we're on San Madrid yeah and like i said it's if there's anything that happens around here real bad
0: yeah we're on the new madrid fault line and yeah. if it really gets bad let's just talk about the ground liquefying underneath us yeah exactly but my my but my point being any of that we're we're just one one real big disaster away from yeah, rural Western Kentucky not existing. Right, or going full
1: Mad Max. Yeah, and I'm not and I'm not being histrionic about it either. I'm not. No, it's it, true. It's it. Like I said, there's no re, There is the resources that we have for societal control, cops and whatnot, and, are you,
0: very very limited. They're
1: they're working because they know just how to make it work right now. Yes, and um, like I said, uh. All it takes is—I don't know. This is something I've been thinking a lot about and reading a lot about, and I don't want to bog us down with it at the end of the, at the end of the podcast. But really, we're just we're just the cell the cell phone towers going down away from going back to Bonnie and Clyde bullshit.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah, because that, that, that's the only thing that killed Bonnie and Clyde was telephone. Yep, being able to call next county over, next state over, and so we are we are just the, the cell phones going down away from that shit again. Mm-hmm. That's what basically what these kids were doing. They were going. They were they were road tripping. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, and in 1997,
0: know. nobody really had cell phones
1: mm-hmm.
0: because if you exactly. did, it was a car phone and it was expensive to use it. Yeah, yeah. And you really didn't it in uh, uh, rural um, eastern Tennessee. Oh hell no! You yeah. weren't going to have any service. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? You were lucky to find a pay phone at the rest stop. Right.
3: Yeah. Sorry, sorry to bum you out, Caleb. <laughs> but let's just think about like, I just it... want to reiterate, Vampire the Masquerade did nothing wrong. <laughs> oh,
0: no. <laughs> no. No, no. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, Rod that... Farrell turned it into a fucking cult is Indiana. what he did. Yeah. Uh,
3: I'm a Tremere. Everyone hates us. And that's okay. It's fine. Vampire the Masquerade fine. does not kill people. No. Nerds kill people. <laughs> <laughs> people in Vampire the
2: Masquerade kill people. Right.
0: <laughs> but that's okay because it's nerds and Kentuckians. Vampire What's our motto? Mas- Fuck you. I do what I
4: want.
1: And what I want is you to tell everyone where we are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: or we can be found uh, uh, Because uh, you uh, jumped uh, the gun Damn it I, I got got
2: got
1: the a gun. combo breaker Fuck
0: Kate
2: <laughs> jumped the gun Well
0: fuck you I do what I want Well we can be found <laughs> On Facebook At Kernels of Truth And remember It's the rank Not that popcorn shit That gets stuck Between your teeth Although popcorn Is really good Um <laughs>
2: Mmm, <laughs> buttered popcorn.
0: You can find MC us on Instagram Pop. at Kentucky Kernels of Truth, and you have to spell out the state name, which is K-E-N-T-U-C-K-Y. Yay! You can find us on Twitter at Of Kernels, and you can find us at Gmail at Kentucky Kernels of Truth at gmail dot com. And I can't remember our Google voice number. Bam, vamp, vamp. vamp. <laughs> I'll be
3: right back. <laughs> right. So, well, you know, so I'd like to tell you guys. Although about I think Square I Spare. sent it to
0: myself. Oh my I think goodness. you sent it to me. Yeah. Uh, for sure. You never sent anything oh, here, to me. Oh, here I am.
3: Like,
2: you're not actually part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll just leave, guys. It's fine.
0: Son of a bitch. What is our Google voice I'm number? I'm back.
3: I'm back. Okay. let me because,
2: get cans on. Uh, let's let's say, let him get back in. The, so Wes, uh, the if turbo. they wanted to call and actually leave us a message, where could they do that? At one two seven zero
1: six eight one two eight six nine.
0: Thank you, because I am totally unprepared and can't remember that. I should save have. had this my uh, three by
1: five uh, tape it somewhere in here.
3: Yeah, <laughs> just tape it to the table. Let's tape it to the table. Yeah, I right. swear
0: to God, I can't remember that number to save my life. And it's going to be on the
2: in the show I notes. And what next tattoo is. No it isn't.
0: Mm -mm.
3: For a good time, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but for a good time, fuck you. I I do do what
3: what I I want. want.